Hello friend, glad you are here today. I have a question for you. Would you pray differently if you really knew that it would change things? Do you believe that prayer works? And if you're like me, you grew up in church, you know that Sunday school answer. Yes, of course, God answers prayer. Sometimes it's a yes, sometimes it's a no, sometimes it's a wait. But let me ask you, do you ever pray like your prayer could really change a life? And if not, I just want to explore that today of why not? And this is coming from a place of personal conviction where the Lord has been working in my heart about my prayer life and why have I been in a season lately of kind of being passive and not actually praying fervently and aggressively with the power of the Holy Spirit because I know, I believe that God answers prayer, but maybe my actions where I I have not been praying shows that maybe I still have a little disbelief there. So I want to dive into that today. Praying for your family, for yourself, for your spouse, all of it. What are we doing in our prayer life? Hey mama, welcome to Intimacy After Infidelity. Do you find yourself Googling, can a marriage survive infidelity? Or what's the first step to divorce? Do you wake up full of hope? only to end the day with more shame when there's another stupid argument again. Hey, I'm Christina Joy, forgiven daughter of Jesus. I too felt the shame of infidelity and wished someone had a roadmap for how to get out of the mess so I could experience freedom. I kept telling myself I just needed to try harder to end the affair and fix my marriage until I found I needed Jesus to heal some deep wounds in my heart. Through prayer, lots of research, and developing new healthy habits, I was able to find healing to shed my shame once and for all. Now I'm excited to share everything I've learned with you. So find your safe space and pop in that earbud. Let's rebuild your life and marriage better than it's ever been. Okay, friend, I know we are talking about prayer today, but I also just want to ask, how are you doing? Do you need some prayer for something specific? Do you need a safe place where you know that a friend will take you before the throne of God Almighty and pray for you without judgment, without extra words of advice, unsolicited advice? I just want to encourage you, if you need a safe place where you can ask for some prayer, would you join our Facebook community? That is the best way, the easiest way for me to hear what's on your heart, what's going on in your life, and how can I be praying for you. So that's why I wanted to create this community where we could lift each other up in prayer. And whatever else it is, our marriages, our family, specifically our children or our jobs, whatever it is that's on your heart, uh, even for you personally, I would love to know how I could be praying for you And if you are in a good spot where you could be praying for another sister, then you have the opportunity to encourage and lift up someone else as well. So come over, check out our Facebook community. It is facebook.com slash groups slash intimacy after infidelity. And I will have that linked for you as well. So today, I just have to be totally honest with you. I need your prayers. Would you please pray for me? 
So I want you to know this is coming from a place of total, like I want to be authentic and genuine here to say, I don't have this figured out. I am also doing a lot of introspection to look inside and say, what is going on with this idea of prayer? So I need prayer. I need prayer for my marriage. I need prayer as a parent for beautiful, rambunctious, crazy children. I also need prayer as my husband is getting ready to go on a trip over to Kenya, Africa. And it's super exciting. He's going on a missions trip. So it is Jesus focused. It is kingdom work. It's awesome. But with that comes a lot of spiritual warfare, you know, for my husband in our marriage, in our home. Uh, The enemy does not like what my husband is going to be doing for these 10 days. And um, yeah, so there's a lot going on when someone prepares to go for a trip like that. So I, this is actually where this prayer idea is coming from because as my husband has been getting ready for this trip, I, I know and I've experienced how a missions trip can change a life. You can go somewhere, you know, for a week or two or a month and you can come back and God has totally radically transformed your heart. I have had that happen And I know that 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 has happened to other people as well. So when I was actually talking with my counselor about how my husband was going to go on this trip and she was excited and she said, yeah, this could change his life. And my response actually surprised me because it was kind of like, a yeah, I know. And I stopped and I said, but I I do. I, I do really know it could change his life. Why was I not praying more fervently to that end, that God would bless him and his heart and his work? And so I've really been thinking through that. Why was I so passive? And it was almost like I shrugged it off of saying, you know what? Like, yeah, if if God wants to change his life, that's cool. Like, God can do that. And so, so I shrugged my shoulders and I just let it slide. But I have been so convicted since then to say, Christina, get your butt in gear and you could be fervently praying for God's work to be done in this situation. So what I want to spend a couple minutes talking about today is just this idea of why do we sometimes get passive or apathetic in our prayer life and what could we do about it? So I have three three suggestions, three possibilities of why we might become kind of flatlined or apathetic even with our prayers. So first of all, sometimes I can get hyper-focused on my self-care and my relationship with Jesus. And so I kind of forget, (laughs) I forget to pray about other people because when it's Jesus and Christina time, that's it. Like it is Jesus and Christina time and I am thoroughly soaking up the Lord's presence, and I'm all for it, which is great. That's fantastic. That's what we should be striving for, is our personal relationship with Jesus. However, as I think about it, I think in my life, the pendulum swung from coming from situations where prayer was always, always about other people. You know, my, like, my dog is sick. My second aunt's granddaughter twice removed, you know, has a cold or like I just grew up in some circles where 
Sometimes the prayers were, were always focused on other people and they were very rarely about ourselves. Well, so I think for me, the pendulum swung where I said, okay, yes, for sure, other people need prayer. And yes, I, for sure, I will pray for them. However, when it's my time with Jesus, I want to be really focused on myself. I am not saying that that is good. I think there needs to be a balance in the middle. I think we need to be able to identify our own needs and come before Jesus for what we need for, for our own daily bread, if you will. But we could also remember to be praying for other people as well. People in our family, people that we know, even people around the world. You know, people. I'm praying for people in Kenya now. Uh, I don't even know their names or their faces, but God knows who my husband is going to rub shoulders with. So there is a time and a place to pray for yourself, and there is a time and a place to pray for other people as well. All right, second reason I think I was becoming a little passive in my prayer life. So I grew up knowing this verse in Matthew chapter 6, where it says, you know, God knows God already knows your needs before you even pray. And so I kind of had this mentality of like, well, God knows my heart. God knows knows my desires and my wishes. And so I God will take care of it. You know, why do I have to sit there and spell it out word for word? God knows even before I say anything. Well, that kind of became my excuse then to not say anything. And I realized as a parent, I do this with my children where I know when my children want something, like they want me to fill up their water bottle or, you know, they need help with, I don't know, putting on shoes or what, whatever it is they need help with. And even if they are just looking at me, I pause and I look at them and I say, what, what do you need? Please ask me for help. You know, don't just sit there and struggle with it or don't just expect that mommy's going to do it for you you got to use your words and tell me what it is that you want or need. And so sometimes I wonder if God, our Father, looks at us and says, what is it that you want? He knows full well what we want and what we need. But there is something unique in that parenting-child relationship. There's something empowering when the child still asks and they take time to put it into words and emotions, and they ask for what it is specifically that they want. Okay, so the third thing, third reason that I think I became passive about prayer is that you do have to take the time and be intentional to do it. And I love, there's a couple of quotes that I remember from like ancient, ancient uh, religious fathers One was from St. Francis, and he said, Every one of us needs half an hour of prayer every day, except when we are busy, then we need an hour. And I thought, wow, that is, you know, super interesting. But similarly, Martin Luther, who was also an ancient theologian, he said, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. And you might think, well, that's contradictory if you're so busy Why would you spend three hours in prayer? But that's exactly the point. We are connecting with our Father, our life source, our energy source. We have to take the time to pray. We have to be intentional. 
Now, I have been in those busy, crazy seasons, uh, especially as a stay-at-home mom. Somebody is always talking to me. I'm always doing something. My hands are in the dishwasher. My hands are, you know, changing a diaper. I am out for a walk. I'm playing with the kids. It's just go, go, go. That was life with kids, and that's okay. So sometimes my prayers were on the go. Other times, my prayers were sitting down and being still and silent. Or sometimes my prayers were early in the morning at 5.30 or late at night as I was falling asleep in bed. So I think the key here is to find what works for you so that you can connect in prayer. How do you have a relationship with anybody? I mean, your spouse or your friends. What is one thing that you have to have in order to have a relationship, we have to talk. You have to have communication. So the same thing with prayer. Can you carve out some time to talk with God, your Father, who loves you? So find what works for you. It could be journaling. My journaling is a mix of my thoughts and my prayers. It's all together. That That's with the spirit of the Lord knows what's on my heart. So it's my thoughts and my prayers mixed together in a journal because it forces me to slow down and get my words out and to get kind of that energy out of my body. I see it on paper. Uh, Sometimes you could pray aloud in the car. I mean, I pray with my kids before we go to school every day. Um, If you're by yourself, same thing. So you could pray in the car. You could pray while you're walking. You could pray in the shower. You could pray while you're sitting on the couch. Maybe you do have a quiet house. Or you could pray in bed, first thing when you wake up in the morning, or last thing before you go to sleep. So whatever works for you, but you have to be intentional to find the time to pray. So I'm curious, friend, what is it that's on your heart? And then what is it that is stopping you from really praying about that? Is it just you assume that God knows and God's going to answer whether or not you actually pray? Are you afraid of what God's answer might be? Are you are you afraid of just what God's going to say about that in general? Am I allowed to pray about this specific thing? You know, that doesn't seem very Christian-like. But let me reassure you, God, he, yes, he already knows your heart and he wants your heart. So whatever that is, if you're questioning, am I actually allowed to pray about this? The answer is a resounding yes. That is the thing that you should be bringing before God. What you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you're processing through, God already knows and he wants to hear it from you. He knows what you need and he is ready to bless you out of his abundance. There are many verses in scripture that talk about that. God wants good things for his children and he has abundant riches that he wants to pour out on you. So so that could be something physical, uh, you know, think of riches and like money, or it could be emotional, it could be friends, whatever it is, God wants to pour that out on you. So I'm going to go back to what I said at the beginning. Do you need some prayer? Could I be praying for you? I have a running list of names and stories and Uh, specific requests that people have asked me to bring before God for them by name specifically. And it is such an honor to do that. It's such an honor to be an intercessor 
for you and your situation. So you know what? In the spirit of prayer, I'd love to pray with you right now. So Father, I pray for my sister that's listening. Whatever she's into right now, God, I ask that you would meet her there, that she would feel your presence, that she would know she could come out of hiding, and that she can be real and honest and transparent with you. God, you're in the business of changing lives. You are in the business of transformation. And so right now, I pray that she would feel that stirring from your spirit to find time to talk with you. And God, I pray for her needs right now, whether they're social, like she has a need in her marriage or a need for some friends, or God, if if she's struggling with her physical health, would you meet her in that situation with those needs? Or God, maybe it's family. Maybe she's a mom and she's struggling with her kids or an emotional need, loneliness, shame, again, just needing friends and community and support. Or God, even spiritually, if she is just wishing that she would hear from you, God, meet her there, speak to her heart, let her know how much she is loved. In Jesus' name, amen. So friend, I love you. I am praying for you even more. And I would love to hear from you anytime. Hey mama, I hope today's episode encouraged your heart. If you need to talk about this some more, would you send me a message at christinajoycoaching.com? Also, please take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It thrills my heart to know this podcast is helping you heal your heart so you can shed the shame of your affair. I am cheering for you and I can't wait to hear your story. I'll meet you back here on Tuesdays and Thursdays for another episode. As always, be clothed with strength and dignity and laugh without fear of the future.